everybody. Welcome to the 19th episode of the Grand Turismo's podcast. I am here with a very special guest. We have Saika159 from the Asian region joining us today to talk a little bit about BOP, a little bit about his history in Gran Turismo, and uh, just have fun talking with us today. So, hi, Saika. How are you doing? Hi, I'm very good. And thanks for inviting me to do this thing this time. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for making the time. I appreciate it. And I'm sure everyone listening does too. So, yes. And your name is Jonathan Wong. For those that maybe know you for your names on the... Or maybe the pe- some people may not know your uh, PSN so much, but they'll recognize Jonathan Wong from the uh, World Tour events. So I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially with your last uh, results in Sydney. That, that was great, man. Yes, thank you very much. And that was unexpected for me because all the guys so very good pace in the race and at the practice it's like I'm half a second down on the pace and there's some lucky feature that the guys, the top guys didn't get a very good time in the qualify and I just get a very good result right after that. Yeah, man, I was rooting for you. It was very fun to watch, and uh, you definitely showed some good consistency, and that really paid off. It got you the podium. That was really cool. Thank you. You're quite welcome, man. And how was that event? Uh, uh, how do you reflect on that that first um, World Tour event of this year, and how it kind of might be the last one for a while? Uh, I think because obviously we want to be everyone is be safe. In the first phase, I was like, defense stop is maybe a good chance for for us to have a rest or something to do the other things, and also keep ourselves safe from this very bad virus. But I think the event will keep going maybe after the virus is clear, and maybe the world final will be still happening if the if the situation is not too bad in the end of this year. But yeah, we we actually need some time to have some breaks or maybe let them to to adjust the BOP's uh, penalty system because right now it's not very good for all of us to just race each other because the penalty system is not very good right now. Yeah, that's definitely frustrating aspect of racing right now um we can only hope that the further adjustments that they make uh, with the incoming update um will hopefully uh treat that that penalty system hopefully it's um advanced in a more reasonable way because although they did recently update it um there are still some some weird issues going on with the uh, with you know slight taps turning into big penalties, it's, yeah, it's yeah, reduced, yeah. but it's still there. Yeah, I think the penalty system right now, the biggest problem is someone diving behind, diving to the car in front in the inside. The car behind won't get a penalty because he go in the inside. The justice is always at the car inside, so the car being dive bomb. We got the two second penalties, or maybe sometimes four seconds. That's some yeah. un- unacceptable penalty right there. I hope they can adjust this one. But the other things is like 
the penalty back then is not be very good, obviously. But sometimes it's pretty good because maybe you just tap someone, you get a penalty. But that's consistency. Or sometimes in the period they don't apply any penalty at all. That's also consistency. But right now is they just. Gave the penalty to you randomly, so that's the problem at this moment for the penalty system. Yeah, and it makes everyone drive in a strange way. Yeah, I mean, when you when you consider the penalty system being the way that it is, and the slipstream with how strong it is, I feel like it's yeah, yeah. A, it's a really bad recipe for some some drama, huh? Yeah, the the job the job is really really not good right now. The thirtieth day redrills it. And the slipstream, they obviously, obviously picking up the the boost of the slipstream. So everyone try to to qualify the race under the slipstream, not by its own. It's not very good for racing and not very good for watching. Also, I was interested in asking you about yeah. um, how you felt in general about the difference in uh, the region that you're in you're in the asian region yeah and um how how is the racing over there i know obviously you're you're only there so it's hard to get a, a perspective on other regions but i'm sure have you watched a lot of um like youtube or twitch to see how the other regions do things how how would you compare your region to the other ones i think yeah the japanese guys in asia is very nice they always give a lot of room to the other cars side by side to them. But other than the Japanese guys are basically very close to the European guys. They do the the stuff a bit tougher and sometimes will just dive into you and not give you too much space to use it. So mm-hmm. the Japanese guys I think is the most nice guys in racing. Because they all always watching somewhere they don't want to attack and follow them until he maybe got some mistake and he will go for attack. But there's also one major problem to them to compete to the other guys because you know European guys, US guys, even me is a lot more aggressive than them. So they are very hard to race with the other region so that's Hmm. the different culture of racing yeah but i also noticed that once they get to world tour events they can they can tend to have more of a um an attitude and and kind of be a little more strong with their uh, passes and things like that so they they can adapt well yeah they definitely can adapt a lot better when they compete with the other regions guys because I think they they also have a lot of racing in Japan in real cars and or maybe other other esports or something. They mm. know how to racing but they just don't know how to race like VR. They have their own racing concept so if they race more with us they can use our racing styles and they they are really really fast cool and have you noticed that there are 
the due to the slipstream effect being stronger in yeah. recent updates um do you feel like different um racers have kind of shown up at, in the in the top split or, or finished a little higher in qualifying i think yeah some some guys in the mid pack is starting to come up to the top sprint because everyone is competing a lot of race because the FIA races keep holding the season or something, mm-hmm. and they also have their own league held by some player for just for the Japanese guys. So everyone is keep practicing racing, and all of them is become even more fast than last year or maybe just last month so a lot yes. of a lot of guys is maybe on the second sprint is coming up to the top sprint yeah i've noticed that here too so it is more or less the same as far as <clears throat> as far as that kind of thing goes where you'll see people that have been upset at maybe um yeah. <clears throat> being in the second split or being down yeah, yeah. at the back of the first split or have kind of taken opportunity to to really put the practice, uh, you know, practice at a better rate and start getting up there. Yeah. That's cool. Have you felt recently, um, you still, uh, enjoy FIA the same way or do you feel like you kind of have to force yourself to do a little more? Do you do every race and so on? No, uh, actually it's like this year and the last year I was like, when I saw some race, I really want to try it. I'll do a bit more practice, but most of the race, I would just do it casually and have some fun because race in the online race, you're supposed to be fun. Yeah, you, of course, you want to go to the FI race offline, the, the events or something, but most of the purpose is we have fun together, but not trying very, very hard to just go for the event and try to win there. <clears throat> Yeah. Cool. Yeah. More or less the same way I do. I, I like to balance it out. You know, I, I don't, I'm not on the game all the time. Yeah. If I like a combo, I tend to do it more for the practice and such like that. But that way it keeps it a little more balanced and insane. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so speaking of FIA, I guess, and mm-hmm. the balance, I, I, we, in the intro, I talked about how, um, the balance of performance yeah. um, is going to be changing soon and you actually did something that I was starting to work on although I didn't do it as, an, as effectively as you <laughs> did and so I just thought well he great he's doing the work so I'll just let I'll just you know it's like cheating off of homework I'll just look at yours <laughs> yeah so, but yeah I did I did the VOP test on right now is two track on rookie cars but I was just do it on the track, I think that is useful to show the difference, like the Suzuka East and Monsanoshi game. Both track is on spe- spe- specific purpose. The Monsanoshi game, you, you can test the top speed of the car when you go in real racing, because the long track to the turn one, you can test the true top speed of the car. And yeah. Suzuka is is basically con- basically consistent cornering. You can test the handling of the cars, and also I use the Rickbrass Zero to test out the true tire wear by me of 
obviously everyone have different driving style. So the Taiwan may be a little bit different, but big bias yeah. zeros might be the best way to test all the brake bias, the the tire of the car right now. I think. Yeah, brake balance zero for sure. So yeah. if uh, you're listening to this and you want to see the results or see his, because uh, he is updating it, um, he has finished group three and he's going to be doing group four. Yeah. But um, definitely follow him on Twitter. It's Saika S I. S A I K A one five nine. Yep. And you'll find the spreadsheets and uh, all the data, which is very interesting. Um, and you definitely did a good job uh, picking Suzuki East and uh, Monza. I feel that's uh, two very, very good tracks to to see how the cars do and their respective weaknesses and um, strengths. And uh, so, if if you're not really following so far, for people that are, are listening. Um, the, the basic idea is we want to have a a data set in order to compare how much has changed after the update. So he's yeah. he's gone out and tested the tire wear in each car in the uh, group three to see where they're at, how much tire wear is left, and um, fuel and uh, drop you know lap time drop off. Uh, and some cars are surprising in how much. Um, and obviously, as he said, you may your mileage may vary. You, in in your hands, the cars may be slightly different, but I yeah. think this paint this paints a good overall picture of uh, performance and balance. And uh, yeah, so once the update is out, which we have no idea what what, what it will entail, um, it might be radical changes. Uh, it might maybe not so much, but we'll we'll have this information to compare to. So that's it's a really great thing. Yeah. And the one thing is like, I want to say is like the the midship car, I'm not very good at. So neither the time, am I. <laughs> the time is maybe a little bit off by the specific driver to drive ML car all the way, and the tire wear maybe a little bit worse than they are. So if you are an ML car driver, you can test out for your own car to compare with one or two FR cars to see the difference to me because you would be a lot better on the tire wear and the lap time on those kind of cars. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I have for this, uh, for this season, which, you know, is now an exhibition because yep. of the coronavirus. Um, I went with Renault and um, I've never really gone for it in the past. Uh, last season I did Jaguar so going from that to to an MR handling machine in Group Three uh, was kind of difficult, and your um, testing has shown how how bad, and it, it's yeah. confirmed my suspicions that the Renault RSO one is is very hard to handle, especially once you get into the later stages of a stint yeah. and, the, and the tires start to wear off. I, I ran into that issue in Maggiore the first round. Uh, it was great; I got second place for pole it's good over one lap it has a lot of downforce but once that tire wear starts becoming more it, it's so terrible to yeah. try to keep going so especially like i i did some compare to i i tr- i find me to test some ml car for me to do some comparison it's like if you don't know how to drive the mischief car is really difficult to hold your retire very good 
And yeah. Because I'm a WRX driver, the zero driver, I used to be drive more protect the front tire. So when I transfer to the mystery car, I use two feel of the front tire. So my rear tire is going a lot faster than Mikhail yeah. did in the test. So that's the most difficult part if you're not used to be driving those cars and going to do the test. Yeah, you have to really take care of the rears and drive yeah. it. Yeah, you almost have to drive it as though you're, you've already lost a lot of wear. And like the style that you have to take into a race is so different than a hot yes. lap. And that's uh, that's something I found challenging. And if you get it right, it's extremely rewarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can see why some go for it. But who knows? I mean, maybe the MR handling will be affected in a big way. Maybe MR cars. Maybe we, we will see ourselves going into an MR dominant period. We just don't know. I think some of the MR car right now is really, really good because of the VOP right now is a little bit advantage to those mission car on the qualifying lap. So if they can have a very good run on the first half of the race, they might kind of held up the very good position to the finish. But it's another thing is like the sit stream right now is too strong. So that may be one of the main reasons that the midship car is a little bit faster right now because they're supposed to be cornering faster. But in the slipstream situation right now, they can just held up to the powerful car on straight line. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. There's a lot of races, in, uh, especially in like Group 4, yeah. where my Renault, uh, you know, the trophy, it's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. really good um, with tire wear. Yeah. And it doesn't have that you know its power is down is it's really, really down yeah so the only way some of these races the only time i like the only reason i was able to do well was because i could hang on to the slipstream of a more powerful car so that that advantage of slipstream is reduced to what it was in, in previous updates um where we kind of liked it then you know those power those cars that are down on power it's going to be difficult for them, but I, I think it's an issue where the in specific, it, it, we're talking specifically about the Renault Trophy. That car is difficult to BOP because it's so light. Yeah, so it's, it's like, too light and it's very stable under every yeah. every situation. It's really really good car. So yeah, it's too it's too light for the category. I feel yeah. it, it's like a race car. It's like a straight up race car. I think I, mean, I think if they want to build that car is like they might need to do what they did in the Sydney France to the four C. A lot of power and weight added to the car to be a little bit worse on the tire wear and a little bit competitive in a straight line. Yeah. I, I would I would think that would be a good way to go. Um either that or take the other yeah. cars. I think the uh the other Mejan, 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 take that one and yeah, try to figure the, out a way to BOP it. The front-wheel drive one. The nah. what, sorry? The, the group four, the front-wheel drive one. Oh, yeah. Maybe, I forgot it was front-wheel. Maybe they can use that car for, for the race, but 
I don't think because of the tire where anyone will go for that car other than they they got a like monster group four or is out of loop on Tokyo for the group four race. Yeah. Other than those three, I think nobody will use that car. And the Ferrari four five eight and your testing, uh wow. You really have to drive it yeah, like a grandma. I struggle I struggle on that car. <laughs> <laughs> I really I think everyone does. go on that one because it's really, really tricky on the rear. Always want to slide a bit, even the tire is on one hundred percent. In a brand new tire, still want to slide around. I need to drive it really carefully, but it's really <laughs> unsuitable for me to drive that car. Yeah, I've. Never been one to try that car. I mean, it's fun <laughs> on a hot lap, but you're like, yeah, we like we said in the yeah, race, yeah. it's just crazy after a few laps. But then you have, you know, the Audi R8 also has a big yeah. drop off. Um, the NSX, you know, yeah. the Lambo, basically, and so on. Basically, the midship cars drop a lot after like your car, uh, your three tires. 30 or 40 percent gone the car is starting to drift all the way around it's really hard to drive right now and you know one possible fix is instead of you know a fix that could be implemented that wouldn't even need any balance of performance adjustments is just having races that are less tire wear yeah right yeah if the if the race got Less tire, like maybe half to right now, but you still need to go to repeat once, but not, but not, uh, limit what tire you need to use. You can have a little bit more strategy to use in the race, maybe. Yeah. But the tire is really the main problem right now, and also some car you can see the, the fuel consumption. Is yes. not very good, and some guys really good. It's all over the place. The fuel consumption. It was, that was yeah. an eye opener for me, man. Yeah, it because this, this test I did was on the race pace, not by saving fuel. So I tend to rev to the the rev is pretty good on power. Yeah, to like that on car. the Ford. The Ford GT, um, yeah. if for people that don't know, in order to its peak horsepower is like you have to let it rev forever. <laughs> yeah, so it's just it wasting to so rev much. To maybe one hundred or two hundred rev before the limiter, so your limiter, your rev counter is always blinking. That's yeah. where you want to use the power. So that car's fuel consumption bad is because. You need to wrap it all the way through. Yeah, and um, you know one that one that's interesting is the Corvette. Yeah, uh, you have to use in order. I see most people in the in the Corvette. Yeah, uh, they shift. They short shift. Yes, right. Were you do Were you doing that in that car? I doing short shift around maybe half or maybe forty percent of the shifting bar. Oh, okay. So. Is soft shifting, so 
that's how bad the fuel consumption on that car was. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it loves drinking gas. It's an American car after all, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah, was surprised. The, the NSX is good, but not very best of all the cars because I read like until the ref limiter is ranking and I shift up but it's still not using very much but it still use some of the field not like you can keep saw shifting in the real race it can save a lot of field but if you want to rev it high it still eat a lot yeah so which manufacturer are you using for this season right now the exhibition I'm using the Aston Martin right now, but I just raced the first race and I test out the Group 4 and it's hopeless, so I didn't race anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that's a pattern with a lot of Aston drivers. Yeah, yeah the Group so. 3 car is not very bad, but it's everything in the middle and you can see in my spreadsheet, the top speed of it is only 274. It's... Mm-hmm not even going to the average so it's really hard for for a powerful car but the top speed is that low yeah yeah that one can use a little bit of help i think (laughs) (laughs) um and are you you think you're gonna stay with that one or i'm interested to to get everyone's uh, mindset as far as um these new BOP changes go. I feel like a lot of people are kind of, you know, depending on when the update comes, I imagine it'll come next week. If not, it'll happen during the season, which will be strange. I don't know. Maybe because I I'm teaming up with Fabio right now to choose the manufacturer. So we we are thinking about maybe changing the manufacturer because if the if the VOP or the Thaiware fuel stay on like this, the Aston Martin is no hope to get on the, get on the podium. Even maybe it's really tough to get on to the offline event. So we might want to think about another manufacturer, but it all depends on how the VOP updates and the fuel and Thaiware change after that. Yeah. I hope they release the update before <laughs> before we have <laughs> yeah. to pick our cars, man, because that's going to be really weird. But yeah, you mentioned Fabian Portilla, the best friend of every Grand Turismo player yeah. in the world. <laughs> he's awesome, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and you guys shared. You know, he's known. Uh, well, before I get too far, he's known as Car McQueen. Um, used to be Pedro Loco McQueen, um, and he's on Team Car alongside yourself. And you guys had an amazing experience. Yeah. with the world's fastest gamer too yeah 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 man you know one thing i, I wasn't able to meet you mm-hmm. but i got I, I actually you know when you guys were in las vegas i was yeah. i happened to be down at the speedway uh-huh. and i got i got to go up to the exotics racing facility you guys were at when uh-huh. you tested those cars and it was just so cool getting to see you get out in your in the car for the first time <laughs> and how everyone looked kind of nervous and kind of like they didn't know what was going to happen, but yeah, yeah desc- describe that whole situation uh, for us and how you felt. Uh, 
we really don't know what is going on until the final moment. Because like yeah. the last the last life before we go to the racetrack, we we stay in Las Vegas and we at the top floor of that I don't I don't remember which hotel but it's on the top floor and we got a penthouse. All of the drivers for the competition is stay in that house for the night. And we can see the whole view of the Las Vegas. That was one of the best light yeah, I, I've ever been. And the next day, they just tell us to wake up like seven something and leave the hotel. And we don't even know where we are going. And when we arrive, it's a racetrack. And the first thing is like, that's 10 supercars. Parking outside, mm-hmm. choose one of them. <laughs> they just tell us to go choose one of the car you want and stand by it. And the next moment, we in the racetrack in that car. That was crazy. That's awesome! Wow, that was but really it's like, crazy. That's funny because at some point you're like, choose a race car. What is this a trick? Is one of them better <laughs> than the other? <laughs> yeah. That was that's really, awesome. Really awesome. And after after we sit in the car to have some experience around the track and we we go back to some briefing and told you're now going to drive that car everyone's like what the it's <laughs> like no it's not real <laughs> and we actually right. in those cars and flying through the track and that was my first experience in a supercar and the first time I'm in the track. That was crazy. Yeah, dude. I'll never forget it. Oh, man. Yeah, I watched the videos of you guys on <laughs> on, on YouTube or whatever, and uh, yeah. you guys looked like you were having a ton of fun. And and I was there in real life getting yeah. to watch everybody. <laughs> and those cars, um, I forget what the actual make. and I mean, they're like custom cars. They're kind of like training race cars. For, yeah. They, so they're a little loose, right? The, the race car, I think, is... The exotic race car made by them is made by the team that at the track. Like, I think it's back in 2013 or 12, around that. It's their own race car with a Renault engine and welded diff and mission mm-hmm. drive with sequential gearbox and no ABS traction, nothing at all. And you just throw them in and you end the car. It's really good to drive and very hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. They're like 230 horsepower. Yeah. Um, it's the X- EXR LV02, which you can. So for people that want to look into it, mm-hmm. um, it's on the Exotics Racing website. Um, I was watching you guys taking around the track, and yeah, dude, it was that track's pretty tricky because it's like yeah. on a it was built over a parking lot, and so it's very bumpy in weird ways and kind of has dips and stuff. So a great first challenge, especially when you don't give you know you're not give they're not telling you what's gonna happen yeah. until it happens. So it's it's a good way for people to see how how well you adapt. Mm-hmm. It, it, and also, I would want it to be that way because it doesn't let me think about it. You know, if they told you the day before, you don't have to think yeah. about it all night. And you it's can't just like here well. it is. Oh, I know. I wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. Yeah. And that was Darren Cox's 
um, yes. program. Uh, Darren Cox is famous for creating the GT Academy yeah, program yeah. with Nissan. And so he's gone on with his idea and philosophy uh, that, you know, gamers can be great racers. If you give yeah. them a chance, you can find one. So it was cool getting to see him again as well. And also and, we, we met him because he also is the our previous team funder. Yeah. Uh, and Cast Funder is also Darren Cox. So we actually meet him at England and in his office and we have some track with him. He's really, really nice guy. We love him. We want to meet him again because right now me and Fabian is already not in the team because they started to to support the GT Sport team so we hope we can meet him again maybe we hope we can join the world faster camera free this year i don't know i can make it but i want to yeah well so you're saying that the car uh, team is no longer in gt sport yeah it's it's really a shame that they don't support the gt sport guys again i think the the main reason is the F1 eSport, they got, they already got four drivers on that side, right. so they want to focus on them, but not too many other guys to affect them in the practice. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and you know, we'll continue doing GT Sport because we yeah. love it, you know, so. We love the game. Yeah, that's, and that's the all main that matters. <laughs> exactly. So. I'm sure more opportunities will come up for you based on the results and you know your accolades, your achievements. Uh, I hope done. I, I can get more opportunities to do those kind of things, and I hope every guys that racing in top speed or racing in the offline event can do like what we we have been in the last year because that was amazing. Awesome, man! Yeah, that's nice of you to to wish for because you know how. I mean, you you getting to uh, be in that car and appreciating everything that was going on. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing like it. You feel you, all you can think about is you're sitting in the car and you're thinking, "Wow, I can't believe video games gave me this opportunity." <laughs> yeah, that's so really, it's a really sp- that's really really ex- exciting, and that's maybe some car some guys in in racing game streams, and we actually come through once. We, we didn't go long after that, but at least we already reached something that some guys dream of and we dream of. And we hope because the this kind of things, the virus right now is very bad and every racing driver is come back to the same racing. I hope this is the chance to give more sim racing guys to have a chance to go for the real car because... You can see a lot of guys in sim racing got a lot of talent, but they just don't got the money, don't get the opportunity to go for the race car. Yeah, exactly, man. That's a it's a really cool thing that that was unexpected. A lot of a lot of people thought it couldn't be done. So I'm glad there's programs out there to show that these these guys can be effective, uh, especially 
when you have a situation that motorsports is in now where testing is very limited mm-hmm. and and more and more drivers are taking to their simulators in order to try to sharpen up or keep you know learning tracks yeah. what have you so that's good and and so from your year uh the second one james baldwin was uh declared the winner yeah yeah and uh man that's he quite was, an achievement he was really really fast I I can remember that the the first day we in the exotic racetrack. He's in a GTR R forty forty five. I'm in a four eight eight GT C. I remember right, if I'm correct. And mm-hmm. I was two seconds off his pace. Yeah, I was in Which... the Ferrari. Oh and yeah, he was <laughs> he was in the GTR. And wow. he was two seconds faster than me. Yeah, and this is a short track as well. So yeah, wow. he was really, really fast. And I can, I also recall that in Big Zero, we all using that race car that they provide. Mine was a little bit worse because the the car is down on power and the brakes is a little bit loose. But still, in Big Zero, a lap. He was two seconds faster than me. He was really, really fast. Ah, uh, and the first yeah, race he did this year in the G four, he win it. He win it. <laughs> dude, that's, he has some insane talent. That's yeah, dude. insane. Yeah, and he's a Veloce guy too, which yeah. is cool. And he came from, you know, technically he, his game was a set of Corsa. So I was proud of that because I'm a, I'm an Assetto Corsa fan. And uh, it's crazy. He started sim racing when he was in 2017. So he hasn't been doing it that long. And uh, he was yeah. able to really sh- show up enough in set of Corsa to, to get chosen for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really bad. I started the same year with him in G Spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Right. <laughs> he's, he's really, really talented, and he's really fast, no doubt. I, dude, I, I was surprised because before the event started, w- once yeah. everyone knew who the uh, finalists were, yeah, I was thinking Mitchell DeJong is going to be the one to yeah, beat. Yeah, Mitchell, is, everyone's thinking it's him because he drives the right cost car. Yeah, so it's an amazing achievement to be able to beat him Yeah, because he's done rallycross. He's insanely fast in iRacing. Like, yeah. He's no joke in iRacing, man. He was racing with guys like Gregor Hutu and beating mm-hmm. them like legends. So, yeah. And the first day we we met, we met Dan, not the first day, the first day we go in the race, correct? He, Mitchell is not really fast because he say, he actually told us the... The rally cost car and the race car is totally different. The rally cost car is really fast on accelerate, but the the turning or something is totally different what the race car we do on the track to the rally cost car. So he need to adapt it. And I think till the fourth or fifth days when they get into Laguna Sega, He's showing some pace, but James is already frying. Yeah. He was really, really good. 
that must have been cool to, to witness uh, so closely and uh, yeah that's what's cool it was broken up into two teams there was an orange team and a blue team yeah, yeah so yeah. you were on the van buren team were you not i was in the Brew martinborough team. yeah i was on martinborough oh yeah martinborough oh yeah 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 i thought martinborough was, uh, was a good orange guy for some reason yeah really good. it's cool huh yeah he's cool really good. yeah i got to i got to meet him when i did gt academy in 2012 uh-huh. he was kind of he was sort of kind of a mentor sort of kind of a judge because uh-huh. he had won uh i think 2011 so he was there super cool kid he was actually there when he was doing his formula 2 test uh-huh. so this, this is old formula 2 not the current one um but yeah i got to see him there again as well and you know he's legendary himself in some ways now. Yeah, and doing Super GT and all that stuff. It's so cool. Yeah. So he was a uh, he must. <laughs> I remember when he uh, when I met him for the first time. Well, when I met him at the track there with, yeah. when you guys were doing laps, he was like, "I want them to go faster." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, you do." He's like, "I want them to." They're, they're kind of starting out a little too. You know, they're being a little scared. I'm like, "Yeah, they don't want to wreck the car." Uh-huh. But yeah, yes. What was the most surprising thing in your opinion, uh, as far as getting in a car on a track for the first time? Like, what did what did you find most kind of surprising? Oh, surprising! Everyone is very great, <laughs> even the competitors. Yeah, Everyone but as far as the, the feeling. The feeling of the car. I mean, did you notice there was more oversteer, understeer? Uh, actually, I I think in the race car when I see it in the race car. Oh yeah, yeah. I I feel a lot easier to drive than what we are doing in the sim racing mm. because oh yeah, a lot of feedback from the car just directly transfer it into your body and you can feel it but on sim racing it's just look here and by <laughs> hand yeah. it's a lot harder right the sense of speed is a yeah. lot different right yeah because you're feeling everything going on and, and you, even though you may feel like you did a really fast lap in the in a real car you get out of the you get out of the car and you're like oh it wasn't enough but it felt yeah. it felt fast you know to you and, so and, uh, most difficult thing is like when you drive a real car you pick up the speed and you'll fear the speed because you never reach that kind of speed of your life maybe and you need to get in jump in and go even faster yeah man that that was crazy terrifying but extremely interesting (laughs) For sure. We we like to race in the sim racing. Of course, we love to go fast. If you drive the real car to give you an opportunity to go fast, you want to do it. If you just overcome your fear, you can do it. Yeah, that's that's a whole other aspect of going fast in real cars. You really do have to have the balls for it. <laughs> yeah. You have to know that you have to trust yourself, you know, flat out. Yeah. Do things that you know may hurt you and it's just a whole different mentality when it yeah. comes to 
being effective in a, in a real life car. So I'm sure you gained a lot of respect. I, I sure did in gaining respect for real life drivers. They they get a tons of maybe maybe infinity respect for me to them to go that fast in a race car in a race 300 kilometers on some straight line. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't get the boss to do it. I can sure I don't get it. <laughs> but maybe I experienced once. I might get the the boss to do it. But right now, I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to talk a little bit a little bit about your personal background. Yeah. So, how's uh, Hong Kong uh, been for you growing up? Like, how did you get into cars? Um, I'm sure I know there's a big car culture in Hong Kong. Oh, how I get in. To car culture is my dad. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. When when I don't when I still don't know how to pronounce some kind of works. When I was like three or four, my dad is already taking me going around, wash the cars, go to the car parks like that. He's the main reason that I love cars and love racing. It's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. So he's always, what was his favorite racing to watch? I don't think he watched racing a lot, but back then he he just go to watch Macau Grand Prix every year. Right now oh, yeah. he's already go. Yeah, also he also go to Macau everywhere every year when the Macau Grand Prix is host. But other than that, I don't think he watch any racing. <laughs> Maybe, okay. Maybe back to nineties or eighties, mm. he watched BTCC or some kind of race like that. Mm-hmm. Is he basically maybe just watched the cars that he can reach, like the Honda Civic, those kind of cars that affordable is very kind to every people in the world that everyone can buy, and very close to what they're driving. Yeah, so he's just—he's more of a street car enthusiast. Yeah, he—he—he he, he said to me like, when he's eighteen, he got the driving license. He's just driving extremely fast on the street every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Don't learn it. Yeah, That's bad. <laughs> it's just fun because like, wow, what a place to do it at. It's so tight and there's so. Uh, so densely populated so yeah. it's like wow Hong Kong is basically a street racing culture not not very much into real racing but street racing is a lot in Hong Kong wow yeah man I can imagine I, I mean Hong Kong's always been one of my favorite street tracks in Gran Turismo yeah. so I, I imagine it was kind of like that nah that that track, <laughs> that track to us is ridiculous because you need to drive onto the walkway Oh yeah, that's funny. <laughs> to us, it's like we're not supposed to go there. That's not possible. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of impossible yeah, things that they. But they that was really fun. Oh yeah, so cool to be seeing your you know local yeah. country city in that in a game like that. That's super cool. But yeah, then you so do you have like a favorite? Um, make like i know you were an aston martin um but do you do you like any specific make that you really love to follow or 
like you know yeah for me for me absolutely Subaru man I did nice I did the 2018 and 2019 in manufacture for Subaru to support Kerukuma to go to the world final but last year is unfortunate because two region let us down but the other three region is really doing a very good job it just we just lose it I think it's around under 20 points to make yeah, it to the close. world finals first set for us we won we won this role go to the world final no matter what and I just sacrificed myself to to the last year to every time at the qualifier I gave the stiff stream to Galakuma to let him get a pole and try to get a 40s we actually team up together to do a very good job that season so it's very sad for us but it's very very good fun that year we did a lot of job to try to get the manufacturer to the top of the top 12 of the manufacturer yeah well now you know the Subaru there was a you know I like to call the new rule you know the the rule that makes it so it needs to be it's only the three reasons that put the points up that's like the subaru rule so <laughs> no, maybe it's, uh, maybe also the honda and master rules right yeah because it, it could help them out a can, lot you can say honda they got one of the best driver in japan shohei and master also got one of the best driver akagi in in japan they both mm-hmm. got a chance to get in the manufacturer race because True. no no driver in the other region choosing their manufacturer. Yeah, so it'll help them a lot. But uh, so that could be something for you and Fabian to consider, I guess, huh? Yeah, because this year, because I team up with Fabian, of course, I won't help Kalakuma anymore this year. And of course, you know. He don't need my help right now. He's <laughs> he's a lot faster than me. So he, I think he did his his job. He might get a very good chance to just go to the manufacturer race. But I need to think about which manufacturer we can choose with Fabian, and I need to do an even better job than last year to get a very good result because Asian is also a very competitive region, you know in in manufacture, so I hope it, I can do, do, do a very good job is consistently 30 or something even more to get me into the manufacturer race yeah uh, you deserve to be there for sure it's it's a really fun event I mean have you done it did you do it in 2017 no right you said you did Subaru those no, years yeah yeah so it'd be a great experience I only did once manufacturer race in the first event at Salzburg. Oh, yeah. Because that was the only choose the nation guys and split them randomly to different manufacturers to do the manufacturing right, race. Right, I remember that. That yeah. was kind of funny. I want. I also want to go back to those kind of race in nation race because that was the real re- the, the real nation race for... For the countries, not the solo race for yourself. But I think that's really hard because in basically in Turkish, it's only Mikhail's racing right now. So if he win it, he need to team up with 
maybe two other guys that not even in top five street to race with him. That's not very good. Yeah. For for the format of the racing and also not very good for the driver that's in the top three, but didn't go to the final. Yeah, it's it's a difficult balancing act for the organizers to try to yeah. give every nation a fair shake. I mean, you have issues like ongoing issues such as Quebec in uh, Canada. Quebecians yeah. aren't allowed. And uh, there are a few other countries that are strangely missing for one reason or another. But yeah, yeah I can only hope for the best. But um, I hope I hope the next year or maybe a few years later, they could solve this kind of problem. I think they're trying to fix it, but it's just too many things they need to think about and too many things they need to adjust to let the people come here or just come to race. But you can see this year, the last year, the event is kept growing, so that's a good sign for the whole GT community. So, yeah. We need to wait and see what will happen in the incoming. For sure. And I'm glad we have people as dedicated as you are to the game and and that have a lot of love for the game and the community. It's what it's all about. It's a lot of really good guys and I'm happy to share in the uh, in love with everybody. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So with that, I really appreciate your time again john yeah. it's been really cool talking to you getting to know you and uh you never know we'll, we may do it again sometime in the near future maybe to do an update on how things have changed yeah maybe maybe we can do if you want maybe you can do the this kind of things again after i test the vlp after the, the updates and maybe next time i can ask one of my friends to join us because he's also helping me to, you can see in the spreadsheet, that's another driver. He's not on the top speed, but in the second or third speed in Asia. So he's not fast and uh, fast like us, but he's not slow. He's helping me all the way through to this day to do this kind of test to let to show you guys the other driver can do what kind of things in those cars to give more data to you to show you. So maybe next time we can yeah, I'd love also to, man. ask him to join us to talk about these things. Yeah, it's a great idea having a driver that is kind of closer to the average. Now, I hate to use the term average. I'm sure He's a great driver, I'm sure, but yeah, I know what really you're saying. <laughs> he is good, but just maybe not the uh, world two event levels so yeah it's still good <laughs> i just, I just oh, yeah. say that yeah he's consistent everyone's yeah. good if you're, if you're in the second split and stuff it's also really good it, it's yeah. a crazy it's, it's crazy competitive but yeah it was great to meet you in new york by the way you're a very cool dude i was very good to see you there also and i yeah, hope man. i hope we can meet sooner i hope the sure going faster we don't want it to hear <laughs> sure as hell gonna try yeah but uh yeah all right have a good night or a good day over yeah there. You, you have a very good night <laughs> i will try yeah. it's a weekend so 
we'll see. Yeah. But all so, right, Saika. Thank you all very right, much. Everybody, have a good evening, morning, wherever you may be, and we'll catch you again on the flip side. Bye-bye. Goodbye.